I think the, the scariest part of all this, the scariest part of all this carnage, all this death, that started with a very peaceful movement, is how easily it is for life to go on for the rest of us. And I know there are people who might disagree with this, like, okay, things can never be the same. I do agree, like, things can never ever be the same because of the blood that has been shed and all that. But still, like, life just goes on. Life life just goes on. It's, it's really scary because um, for the first time in about three days, I stepped out of my apartment, went to my front, the front of my apartment. There's, there's a friend in a, an other apartment that I normally sit with and we just talk. And it was so profound the thing that we just started talking like normal, you know. He made a reference to what's going on, like, okay, um, ah, did you know, hear about this and that? And I was like, yes, this thing is really bad and stuff. But then, before you know it, everything just became normal. We even made a joke and we laughed about something totally different. And in that moment, I had to stop and consciously try to think of everything else. And it dawned on me that at the end of the day, as painful as it is that so many innocent lives have been lost, thanks to the incompetency of a government that would rather kill us than actually listen to our plights. It's sad to think that for those of us still left, life can go on as easily as that. And then for those who have who have been lost, those killed, life cannot just go on as simply as that for for those they leave behind. As hurt as as hurt as we may be life still goes on for us you know it's 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 inevitable as painful as all that has been happening has been you know as much as we we um on tuesday as much as we cried our eyes out seeing those live images of of protesters being shot watching the switches instagram live of human beings trying to extract bullet from somebody just because you know that was like the last option as hurt as it was waking up the next day and seeing how terrible the government is and trying to deny and hide the fact that the military was, you know, rained down on innocent civilians who were just protesting. A lot of a lot of us still went about normal business. I still had to work. I still had to get up and, you know, use the loo. I still had to prepare food, you know. And then in those moments, you kind of feel a wave of guilt when you remember that life goes on for you, but to that person who was shot, that person who died, it all comes to an end. And I guess it it brings back the thought of how meaningless it all is, you know. The thought of how, just how... How sad it is, to be honest, because you think there should be more to this. You know, there should be more to life than than what we are seeing. One minute somebody is tweeting something, the next minute they are dead. One minute people are on the protest ground 
singing the national anthem with the Nigerian flag. Next minute, they're dead. And then there's us. And then we, we, we have to carry this guilt of, oh, we're not there to be able to do anything for them. Even if we knew that there was basically nothing we can do. And then you find yourself in moments where you just forget, you know? In moments where your normal life just kicks up and you just go back to default, you know? In moments where you, you share a joke and you laugh about a joke and then you just remember, oh, but people have died. Am I supposed to be laughing? Am I supposed to be happy? You know? Then it's almost like we start guilt tripping ourselves. Thinking, no, we are supposed to be sad. Everybody's supposed to be sad. No, collectively sad. And I think it's fair to say we are collectively sad as a nation, as as a movement, as the youths of Nigeria, we are collectively sad. We are collectively appalled by the fact that the government that is supposed to protect us have chosen rather to kill us. And I don't remember the last time I was in so much fear. I think the last time was when they saw one million boys were terrorizing everywhere. And it's 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 terrible that I was almost a thousand, I don't know how how my calculations are, but I was almost a, a thousand miles away from the protest round at Lekki. But when that incident happened, I felt real fear, you know, because I, I think at that moment you, you realize, you think it could have easily been me. It could have easily been someone I know. It could have easily been someone I loved. And yes, it gets it gets to you. You feel pain. You feel you feel anger. You feel desperation. You feel numb. But then, something just happens. You know that takes you back to your normal life. And for a minute, you start living your normal life. You start you forget basically. And it's the guilt that comes with forgetting that hits us. You know, when you remember that somebody died. You know. That person could easily have been you or someone you love. And there you are at this moment, forgetting. At this moment, living your life as it were. And I, I wish there was something we could do. But I, I kind of feel like it's just it's just human nature. It's basically human nature to forget. I kind of feel that's, I feel like that's why days have been created for these things. You know, remembrance days. Because if none of these things were created, the truth is, a lot of us will forget. And it, it even has to do with personal loss as well. Like if we, if as a person and you lose somebody close to you, if you don't set up reminders or if you don't mark the dates and stuff like that, chances are at a point in time, life just happens and you just forget. You get so engulfed in your own life and your own struggles that there are people you think, I could never forget this person. This person was special to me. And when they pass, you think never, it will never happen. But then you do. And, and it's for me, it's the guilt of forgetting that is, that is more painful. Not even forgetting, it's the guilt. Because somehow we, we want to owe those people that 
we understand that life can be fleeting. We understand that life can happen and we forget. But trying not to forget is where the real issue is or where the real strength lies. Because like I said, two months from now, the names we are remembering, the names we are calling, a lot of us will forget. Two months from now, if if it happens that these people decide, okay, they want to be humans and listen to our demands and, you know, make changes that will be lasting, we will forget. We will definitely forget about the ones lost. Yes, a lot of them do not affect us personally, so it will be easier for some of us to forget than others, but eventually everybody forgets. But we have to try hard not to. And I feel that that's where the real work comes in. I'm not saying you shouldn't live your life. I'm not saying you shouldn't make jokes, you know, laugh. But I'm also saying you should try as much as possible to remember not to forget. We, we owe these people that much. And it has to be a conscious effort because if it's not a conscious effort, it it easily just becomes human nature for us to forget. You know, we just, it's just human nature. Something else comes up in our life. You know, we have our own issues and struggles to worry about and we forget. But these people, at this point in time, these people are no longer random. These people are, basically, they could have been us. They could have been someone we care about. And I think that that's, ideally, that should be enough motivation. But again, ideally, we forget as human beings, so... I guess it has to be a conscious effort. We have to remember their names. We have to remember the moments. We have to remember their words. And I know it might be hard for some of us who are who are not, you know, who are not there, who are not close by. But we we still have to try. And I'm saying this because it really hurts to think that. You know, I I try to imagine. And I do this a lot. I know it's not healthy, but I do this a lot. I try to imagine receiving a call, you know, just being at home one day and receiving a call saying, hey, something has happened to your sister or your brother or your father or your mother. And then the wave of emotion that floods me just helps me understand that, yes, we, we really do owe it to these lost souls not to forget. We owe it to them to remember the fact that this, this was not a willing sacrifice, you know. These people didn't just go there thinking, you know what, I want to die for this nation. They went there because, because they wanted to exercise their rights. Because they had hope. They had hope that there was a system in place that could protect them, that could, you know, that could realize that they were human beings, that could see the fact that they were, that they deserved life and not death. And that system failed them. And the truth is, it could have easily failed any of us. And I feel like the best way to, to remember, to remember these ones would be remember that it could have been easily any one of us 
and maybe we should put the faces we are, we are familiar with on theirs. Maybe if you want to remember Jim or Isiak, you should put the face of your loved one who is still alive there and imagine that it was them. Maybe that would help. Because I feel... I feel like it's just... I guess I'm saying it's just it's just too easy to forget. Life is just it's just too random and life goes back to normal too easily that we need to make it hard for us to forget. We we owe it to them. We owe it to the blood that was spilled. I don't I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you how you try to remember just remember not to forget. And I, I don't know how how long this would last. I don't I don't even want to talk about the government at this point in time because they have shown where their priorities lie. They've they've been very clear on that. And like it or not, the chances of people, everyone running to a better country is very slim. So, in a way, this is our reality. We are stuck with this. But we should try to remember not to forget. These people deserve it. Every one of them. Every one of them deserves it. And shout out to all the people protesting. For now, I think it's best we take a breather, regroup, and then go back. Yes, this is far from over. The blood, the blood that has been spilled by the government, will not, will not, would not, and should not be in vain. I wish everybody the best. Um, hope everybody stays safe. Please, as much as possible, areas that are the hotbed of this violence, this attacks by hoodlums and whatnot. Um, if you have people there, please reach out to them and make sure they are safe. And as much as possible, try to remember not to forget the ones who have who have gone. The ones we've lost. I guess that's that's the least we can give to them. The very least. My name is Mifar Dejimo and um, this is the UNI podcast.